You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to have you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here with my co-host India Jackson to get the dialogue going. So I want to start things off by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded on the stolen and unceded land of the Susquehannock and Piscataway people native to this area known as Maryland. Hello, Indy. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I am well. I am glad to be here with you today. It's been a little while. I know. I'm really excited about it. And just like anything else, the minute we get to have conversations on something that we talk about, but we're both very passionate about, I'm even more excited to know that I'm having this conversation with you. So we're going to get real deep into reconsidering what people know about values today. You ready for that? I'm ready. All right. All right. So where do you think we should begin with everyone? Where do you think we should bring them into the conversation? Oh, I mean, I think just going straight into values. Uh, Traditionally, values are often thought to be informed by our moral or religious beliefs, but I want to reconsider that. Values show up in everything that we do. It's not just a spirituality type of thing. Um, and it's affected by you know our growth, our mentors, the culture we're around or a part of, our faith, our education, our experiences, so much. Um, and you can evolve both values and beliefs to reflect who you are now, um, but there's some differences between them. You want to talk about the differences? Absolutely. The big thing is we talk about values a lot and it's because values are what is important. It's what matters. Values are the foundation for every single thing that you do. And we talk about that why. That root of that why, that's your values. That is how it is that you take action from a place of integrity. And that's what you align to. And beliefs, you know, kind of on the other side of that is the set of ideas that you hold to be true. These are whatever acceptance that you happen to have about something that it is true. It's a fact or just the fact that it exists. And that trust or that faith or that confidence in it 
or in, in a person, a someone, that's what your beliefs are. And beliefs are malleable. Mm, yeah, I love that you said it's malleable. Um, and I want to hold space for that. Your beliefs can change over time. Um, there's a quote that says that values unite, but beliefs divide. And I think that it's worthy of mentioning. If anybody knows who said that, please tell me. We've been looking for that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we have. But it's such an important quote because, you know, if you were to think about, for example, the value of relationships, um, you know, there's so many of us that value relationships. Relationships can be important to so many humans. And yet our beliefs and how we carry out those relationships, what relationships are important, um, how deep we go in those relationships, how wide we go, what types of things do we share, what type of activities do we do with each other in relationships? Well, that can be really different. And that can also be where things can begin to divide us when we disagree about that. Absolutely. Now, the interesting thing about that too is that Values are also something that really does kind of go down in a root type of way to what your personal values are. And the interesting piece about personal values is that even though they are your personal values, they don't go away when you're in a professional setting. So really keeping in mind that, you know, these personal values, they come with you. No matter where you go, work is not excluded and you can't leave them out. That's so important. Yeah, because I think that oftentimes we can be in work-related settings and our company has a set of values or they're figuring out those values right now or there's brand values in place or they're figuring out the brand values right now. And it's important to be aware that you know, your own values as an individual human do influence how you move through those newly established values within the entities that you're working with. So the other piece of that is, I think it's really easy to understand what your personal values are, even if you're not fully aware of it, but then it's like, okay, but how does this show up when it comes to, you know, your work? the business that either you own, you're a part of, that you provide support for. And that's company culture. That's the how and the why of your brand. It's, you know, the way that a brand operates in tangible and intangible ways and how it is that these particular ways of being and acting achieve outcomes that are rooted in values. Yeah. And your company culture and how it's operating in that way, it can be done in implicit ways. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure we can all think of workplaces that we've been in or have known of through family or friends that have a very implicit company culture. Like It's like, we're not saying this out loud, but this is what the culture is. Like we know. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's like the opportunity to be explicit. Company culture can be explicit where we're literally like laying it out. This is what we're doing. This is what we want our culture to be. And this is why. Absolutely. And so when you think about pieces like hiring practices, team building, uh, boundaries, um, and or the expectations that you have with the people that you're partnering with, within, you know, the company or as the client, you know, 
how all of that plays out, that's a combination of where values, ethics, and those efforts all combine internally. And the way that that's reflected in your values, honestly, that's really what company culture is. Yeah. And a company culture, I truly believe, can really enhance a brand or company values in a beautiful way or be misaligned with it. Ooh, child, that part. (laughs) (laughs) That piece. So I think as we talk about that, it's also important to really just kind of pause for a second and acknowledge that, you know, as we talk about company culture, that we don't want to go too deep without also acknowledging that when you have company culture, those values that are showing up, you know, we don't want to conflate all values being the same here. There's brand values and then there's company values. So you want to go a little deeper on kind of what those nuances are between those two? Sure. Um, Well, first, brand values. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. feel like that's definitely like my happy place. Brand values are the principles that guide and drive every action and decision within a brand. And that's really going to be more focused on it being publicly. So when I think about publicly, I think about, you know, for some people, it's what's on your website, Um, but it doesn't have to be that way for your brand. It can also be, you know, providing um, that foundation for really like what people can expect from your brand when they're taking in its content, um, when they are on social media with you, like what to expect, what types of things, you know, are you going to share or talk about or do? Because these values are what those actions are being filtered through. Your brand values are helping others decide if you're a good fit and aligned with what they want to invest in. And we say invest and oftentimes in the traditional like entrepreneur and business world investment can be, I want to buy your product or service. But I also want to say for like larger companies, or if you're finding yourself um, in the C-suite or an executive role within a corporation that is not something that you've built on your own or as something that you are the owner of, um, then oftentimes that is thinking about, you know, what are the people going to be taking in and how is that informing their investment of time, right? Mm-hmm. They're investing their their emotions because we do have often an emotional response to the commercials we watch or the content that we read or whatever that may be. So that's also an investment as well. Now, the funny part about all of this is I know brand values are your happy place. Company values are definitely fine. (laughs) it's, It's a lot more internal because this is really where those guiding principles that are going to be the gas for every action um, that you take, every decision that you make, that's really where that's going to show up. And the interesting thing about it is, is that it is, you know, going to show up for the way that you really kind of hold yourself to a specific accountable, um, accountability rather. And the accountability that you're also holding your team to. And I want to acknowledge it's not just that self-accountability, but also allowing other people to be like, hey, 
I want to hold you accountable to this because this is what's in support of where we're going. This is what's in support of the values that are our North Star. This is a huge part of how it is that you create the foundation for your business and your brand. It's going to be a part of how you not only hire, but how it is that you even put out um, a job announcement that you have intentionally created with your values infused in it. You know, how it is that you roll out uh, culture fit interviews, the way that you create your benefits packages. And it's something that needs to be anchored in tangible actions, including your do's and don'ts and your wills and won'ts. And when you do that and you have those values, like everything else becomes a lot simpler to figure out and a lot less about guessing. Yeah. And the powerful thing about that um, that you mentioned is like those tangible do's and don'ts, wills and won'ts. I want it to be really clear that applies to the brand values as well, right? Your brand values, your company values, they should be actionable. And dare I say, some of them need to be measurable or how can you audit whether or not you're still aligned with those values you intended to guide you as your foundation. Um, the other thing I think is important to note is oftentimes we talk about retention, right? Mm-hmm. Companies have been in ebbs and flows of losing team members, gaining team members. And there's different seasons for, for different parts, um, depending on where you're geographically located and what's going on in the world. But it is very expensive for companies to have to continue to go out and attract new team members, as well as go out and attract new people that they like service, whether that is clients, customers, um, shareholders, whatever that may be. And so when you can have your values be very explicit and you're attracting people both internally and externally and how a company is run based on those values or how a brand is set up based on those values, then you're more likely to retain them because they've come there because there's something that has grounded them beyond anything that you can sell or any particular current hiring opportunity that you have. They're invested in the brand. New acquisition, in my opinion, is always great. And quality retention is always the goal. Hands down. No questions. And can we just, can we say retention is going to save you some money too? I'm just saying. Uh, just, okay. you know, <laughs> keep, keep keep a couple coins inside. Just saying, just saying, <laughs> just saying. All right. So I want to go into something that for me, I have a lot of passion around and I'm actually going to pose it as a question because I think it'll be fun this way. Can you tell me what your thoughts are about demographics versus psychographics. Ooh, just make me feel away inside, but I want you to tell me. <laughs> Ooh, demographics versus. Okay, I thought you were about to ask me about demographics. That was a very different answer. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, wow, I have a lot of thoughts about demographics versus psychographics. First, I think it's important to note, like, what are they, right? Mm-hmm. A, the big part of how we... Um, run our brand and a value that we have is, is defining things and making sure we're all on the same page about what the word is that we're using and how we're using it in the context right now, because those words can mean so many things to so many people. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> demographics um, is really breaking down 
like what are quantifiable characteristics used to describe or explain a subset of culture, community, or society? And my opinion of that is that they're super helpful in the marketing world if you're running ads such as Facebook, Instagram, Google, whatever, right? Um, but they're not really that helpful on their own or when you're trying to get clear about the motivation of your clients. Why? Because somebody's age, somebody's race, ethnicity, gender, religion, marital status, income, education, and so on does not necessarily tell you who they are inside, what they value, or what matters to them. And oftentimes we can get ourselves into trouble thinking that if like we're attaching those things to what matters, might we be stereotyping people? I can go on a whole rant about that. That. Who that? (laughs) Who that? Sometimes these demographic uh, exercises, right? They can feel like racial profiling and all that. It absolutely feels like racial profiling. I'm going to say it with my whole chest. Dumb joints is racist. They are racist because it is putting you in a position to leave behind individuals that actually are a great fit for you and your brand because they don't fall into a demographic. Really? Right. And that's exactly why I have a very strong opinion about traditional ideal client work. Sometimes it's called ideal client profile exercises, ideal client avatar. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't work. They do not work. They are based in some very racist practices. Just saying. Absolutely. And so on the flip side, psychographics. This to me, is this is more of the sweet spot because psychographics uh, can be a qualitative way. Qualitative? Qualitative. My words, y'all. Qualitative way. <laughs> <laughs> imperfection, imperfection. Qualitative way of being able to describe who a person is based on their behaviors, actions, and choices because that allows you to take that data and combine it with your brand values. And then now you have a foundation to actually attract these types of people and the people that are actually the best fit for you and what it is that you are currently selling. And I say currently because that can evolve with time, but it's really important to understand that if you base who it is that you are addressing on psychographics, then your people can grow with you because you are now attracting people based on what matters to you. And you are letting them be who and how they are, not just a demographic, not just a box on a census form. That is where you get true relationships. That is where people stick with you no matter what. Mm, I love that. I think about... um different seasons of life where we've gone through with clients or even in our own businesses and just kind of noted what are some of the psychographics showing up in the clients that we've really enjoyed working with. And there's some interesting things that come up with that. And that's one of the reasons that I love how when we go through our implicit explicit process, we leave space to take note of those things, um, you know, in the document, in our process because they may inform a little bit of like 
when you're making the smaller decisions in your process of your marketing, your branding, your company culture, how you go about that might inform, for example, the colors you choose because you know that more of your people are extroverted. You know, might extroverts be drawn to certain emotions that certain colors elicit or the lighting of your your building that you're in or different little things like that. So it's also about being able to allow space for people to feel comfortable, included, and like this is really where they belong. And that's where really being able to understand what true belonging is really does come into play. Because when you allow people to show up as they are and to meet you existing as you are, that is where belonging is truly fostered. I think you covered it, Erica. I don't know if I have anything else to add. (laughs) The only thing I have to add is now I'm like, all right, y'all got y'all got orders to go and fill. Y'all got things to do. So if you have not already signed up to do implicit to explicit with us, then we've been talking about the exact types of factors and, and insights and important pertinent information that is going to inform exactly how we do this, exactly how this process allows you to have that pause with with your team, with your people, to be able to figure out what are these values, what matters, and how is it that we can actually lay out what they are and what we will and won't do and how we can go forward with that. When you have that clarity, you can do so much with it. And so getting that clarity we can provide the container for you to do that. Mm, I love that. So if you haven't signed up, head on over to pauseontheplay.com slash explicit, and you'll find all the information you need to go ahead and get on the calendar for your implicit explicit. And I am also going to encourage you to scroll down to the bottom. If you're finding yourself having any questions from this episode popping up for you about that process, they may be answered in the frequently asked questions. Absolutely. And if you have already signed up, we're so happy to be able to allow you to take part in something that is going to get you to the next level of where you want to be for the people that you want to be there with. And for that, I thank you for pausing long enough to be intentional and purposeful with where you're going and how you want to do it. Everything that we've talked about really is the same thing that we talk about in such a beautiful way. This is a great example of what happens when values are put into play because we know what they are. We know how to do it. We know how to present it to you. So for being here and taking in this conversation, just like you do every week, (laughs) every other week, whenever you show up. I appreciate you. For normalizing the challenging things and letting them be a part of your everyday exchanges, I thank you. Together, this is how we can continue to remove stigma and create real change and connection while crossing lines and recreating boundaries to support, not separate. Together, we'll continue getting more people to continue dropping their veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions including their state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. 
Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From Implicit to Explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?